to Blue Notes On Air. Join us as we chat with experts, analysts and commentators from the Asian region about business, culture and economics. Realised the startup um, had uh, less resources and was you know, very nimble, could make decisions on the fly. Um, uh, because it had less resources, wasn't able to always invest and, and be as well known as it could have been. Today, Andrew Cornell speaks to Josh Rowe from Realize about startups and the property market. We hope you enjoy the discussion. Well, hi Josh, and thanks very much for taking the time to speak with Blue Note. So, Realaz, your company has just joined with ANZ, but can you tell us what is Realaz? What what are you doing? Yeah, so Realaz is a um, uh, is a startup, and it's for home buyers, and it predicts uh, property prices, and is the most accurate predictive prices in the whole of Australia. And you say it's a startup, but it's what seven years old or so? How long do you stay a startup for? Yeah, so um, it's it started really as an idea back in 2011. Uh, I joined in 2014. Uh, when it was still in really concept mode and, and took it to market within a few months after joining. And the last three years have really been as a product which has grown organically. And before we get on to, on to the property market and, and the data in the property market, it's actually really fascinating in the world where we are at the moment, where in banking and finance, in, in a huge range of industries, there's a lot of startups threatening to destroy the, the existing companies. And then there's some, like Realaz, who have joined those existing companies. Where do you see this, this dynamic taking place? You know, should startups join big companies? Should they destroy them? You know? So I think um, uh, the, word, the word disruption is kind of um, is one of those uh, you know, buzzwords at the moment and, and, and potentially is overused. And um, I like to think of it of, uh, as more as maybe innovation or um, technology enablement, um, because that's what really it's about. And uh, certainly what Realaz brings is uh, you know, a better understanding of price for uh, uh, real estate. But when you look at other um, startups, uh, they can do the same thing. And whether they choose to grow under their own steam, which sometimes can be um, a simple task to do or a trickier task, or to team up with uh, a venture capitalist or even a large corporate like ANZ, um, that's a decision they need to make about uh, in terms of you know, what investment decisions and you know, what's the best outcome for their own investors and their customers. So can you talk us through how you came to make the decision to go with a big company like ANZ? Yeah, so um, uh, about uh, a year ago or so, we were looking for investment in the company. We realised to take uh, Realize to the next stage, it needed more money to fund um, uh, a better, I suppose, uh, bit of infrastructure, better, I suppose, interface for the customers, but also it needed to be um, better marketing. It needed to be out there and be, um, people need to become more aware of it. So, you know, if I, if I turned up to an average auction in Melbourne, one out of 20 people might have known about Realize. So it wasn't, you know, really known that well. Um, it was not, you know, pretty much all the real estate agents knew about it. They didn't like it. Um, but um, uh, once, you know, once we kind of broadened out to uh, home buyers, which is a real target, um, it, it became um, harder to understand. So the two key things were really about um, in, improving technology and, uh, and getting out to a broader market. And your alternative presumably would have been a funding round of some kind, bringing in other investors. So why did you go, why did you elect to go with the sale route to ANZ? Yeah, so, well, we absolutely did speak to um, venture, both venture capitalists, um, high net worth individuals. Uh, we spoke about a mixture of partnerships, 
uh, and, and, and you know, all the options out there. There were some people who wanted to take small stakes, big stakes, you name it. And um, uh, I suppose where we got to um, with the four investors in the company, one of them being myself, was that we wanted to make sure that the original vi vision for Realize was maintained. And um, that was what ANZ um, delivered on uh, more fully uh, together with the agreement on the acquisition deal uh, than any other of the parties we were speaking to. Uh, and I, I suppose that's the critical thing. You want to maintain the vision. Now, people would say, well, how can you maintain the vision, which presumably includes being nimble, disruptive, you know, moving quickly, while at the same time being part of a, a big, you know, let's face it, bureaucracy? Yeah, so um, uh, when, when I look at Realize the startup to now Realize um, you know, a wholly owned subsidiary of ANZ, which is what we are now. Um, Realised the startup um, had uh, less resources and was, you know, very nimble, could make decisions on the fly. Um, uh, because it had less resources, wasn't able to always invest and, and be as well known as it could have been. Uh, now, in, in, you know, where we are at, at um, ANZ, um, we certainly have more resources to do the work we need to do, both from a technology and a, an awareness perspective. But... Um, we've been able to, through ANZ's new program of you know, being more agile, to be just as agile. And that, that's something that I think, you know, through my experience of working in other corporates, is absolutely fantastic. And that's, um, uh, this is not me saying uh, to you as your you know, newest employee uh, uh, that you know, it's all bells and whistles. This is, um, this is fair dinkum. It's, 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 it's a great thing. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how this works, um, this kind of operating mode works for the rest of the ANZ. Mm. I mean, even two years ago, it would have been very rare for a startup with runs on the board like Realize to have taken this route. Now, when you look at what's happening, not just in Australia, but around the world, it's almost the norm to go into a, a bigger organisation. Is it still horses for courses or do you think there has been a sea change towards you know, joining big companies? Well, I suppose part of what, um, if, if I was to put my corporate lens on looking at um, what startups do, it allows, um, a, a startup can go and be very nimble and very fast at testing lots of different things. And so the beauty of that is they can kind of rap rapidly work through a whole lot of ideas and then come to a point where you know, a, a corporation like ANZ can say, well, you know what, out of all you different startups, that one there is a really good idea. Now we want to work together with you. Um, and so um, uh, some organisations have elected to actually build that capability within in-house and others choose to you know, look, look and kind of support um, some out-of-house. But um, absolutely, uh, going back a few years, that, that capability just exists. Mm. So corporates have learned, in a way, how to, how to handle moving with smaller, agile players? Yeah, certainly, and that's, um, uh, that's fantastic. Um, I, think, I think there's still some work to be done and some learning to be done from both sides. So I think um, uh, startups understanding how to uh, speak to those in corporate and, and corporates knowing uh, how to speak to those in startup land is, is, is you know, it's, it's, they're two different languages. Right. And, um, uh, you know, working through even just, for example, you know, the M&A process um, was something that, you know, we went through and, 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 and um, had to get all the I's and T's crossed off just to get that process ticked off. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, the essence of, of what a lot of what every startup is trying to do and where disruption takes place is where the existing market is inefficient or customer needs are not being properly met. So with Realize, we're talking about property data. So what is it that the market wasn't providing that Realize does provide? 
Yeah, so we, um, we'd realised our, our, um, uh, what the problem we were targeting was that um, customers didn't understand what uh, residential properties would really sell for. So it was something, it was actually a price point that was missing in the market. And um, so we, uh, we realised it wasn't actually being provided any, by anyone else in a, in a reliable fashion. And so we went out to provide that and solely that. And, um, and, and by doing that, uh, we became uh, a market leader in, in doing that. But we realised quite early on that others went to replicate us, but just not as well. Right. Uh, however, the challenge was they just happened to be bigger and larger than us. So they could use their marketing dollars to kind of uh, pretend to be bigger, you know, to pretend to be as good as we were, they, we were, but they weren't. And so your customers are potential home buyers? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. But, but certainly still uh, people who are selling homes use, use our tools. People who are professionals in the real estate industry uh, use Real as, as an indicator of uh, prop, what properties are likely to sell. Um, we see people who are buyers advocates, real estate agents, mortgage brokers, uh, bankers, um, you name it, property investors, the whole, the whole uh, you know, every single profession uh, within the real estate um, and property game wants to know what is the price. I mean, exactly. Every, everyone's sort of obsessed by property, mm. even if they're not in the market at the moment. You're looking at prices and things. So, so where was the market not working? Like, I assume there's data available on, on previous sales, so you could look at that and you, know, you can look at economics forecasts for what's going to happen overall. So what was the missing bit? Why couldn't you get an accurate reading of, of where the market really was? Well, well I think that the, the challenge with looking at what's happened in the past is that's exactly what it is, what happened, what's happened in the past. And where Realize goes and, and, the, and the value of Realize is it's very accurate at predicting what's going to happen in the future. And so on, on average, it predicts within 5% um, for listed properties right across Australia. Well, it's, um, it's a fascinating sort of area, particularly where we are, which, which begs the obvious question, are we in a property, residential property bubble? What's going to happen to the market? Well, the interesting thing about uh, the property market is we, we don't live in one, in one single um, uh, economic circumstance. So uh, when we look at the data, um, there's certainly uh, uh, in increasing values in both the Melbourne and Sydney markets, Metro. Um, when you look in uh, uh, Perth, WA, Queensland, there's different conditions there. Properties are, are more subdued because of changes in, in working conditions. And, and similarly, in other states, there's, there's different uh, uh, ways which things are moving. So um, what, one of the areas uh, we're looking forward to collaborating with AMZ on is, is to exchange our research. Mm. Um, and that's something we think that we'll be able to um, do a lot of work with together. You sound a bit like the Reserve Bank. Are they a client of yours? <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's not surprisingly, there's quite a few people who um, seem to have gov.au email addresses who are signed up to Realize. So, um, <laughs> Well, uh, good luck with, uh, with the new venture with ANZ. We look forward to, to seeing what develops and, and obviously we all look forward to knowing what's going to happen with the property market. Fantastic. Thanks, John. Great. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Blue Notes On Air. Blue Notes On Air was produced by the Blue Notes editorial team with music by Kevin McLeod. Blue Notes is a publication of ANZ Banking Group.